1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the
2: Fly the W670 podcast. It is Episode 7 of Season 3, The Philosophy of Craig Council. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W 670 on Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're on Facebook. And you can email us at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy uh, new week. We are a week closer to uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, what, on Valentine's Day and then a full squad on the uh, 19th of February.
0: Yeah, the, the, the time is ticking and and so hopefully, you know, with with all this like frozen ice storms and all this stuff, I'm I'm ready for spring training right now, I'll tell you that much.
2: Oh yeah, nothing uh nothing screams the want and need of spring training after uh what forty plus hours of below zero without the wind chill, and now we've got uh freezing rain on the way, and then everything's gonna melt and it's gonna be a big sloppy mess.
0: Yeah, like I said, it, when that plane lands and I'm in Mesa and, and all of a sudden you just see like the glorious sunshine, it, it, it's so it's so wonderful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. All right, so we've got some pretty cool uh, sound we want to go back to from uh, CubsCon and stuff that we uh, borrowed off the Marquee Sports Network and 670 The Score. Uh, finding out a little bit more about the uh, number one free agent signing so far of the Cubs this offseason.
0: Yeah, when we talk about Craig Council, I mean, like I said, there, to me it was probably one of the most interesting sessions, very informative, just kind of getting to know him as a person, you know. And and, and so I thought it was really good, but, you know, uh, Jed and Carter, we talked about them on the last episode. They were asked specifically about the hiring of Craig Council and the firing of Dave Ross and and so you know, it, it's it's clear to me why these guys want, especially after listening to Craig, but but this is what um, they had to say when it came to hiring Craig Council.
3: I feel like with Craig, um, we've all watched him for so long. We've competed against him. And it was just impossible not to watch what he's done and have just the utmost respect, not just because of, you know, his in-game stuff, Not just because of you know the way the team responds, but the the, the totality of it. Every single year, it felt like he was he put that puzzle together in such a great manner. You know that some years they had better offense, some years they had a dominant bullpen. Last year they went almost pure defense and run prevention uh, to win, and he just he finds a way to to do it. And it it was impossible not to admire that. And you know one of the things that really struck me, I, I sat down with him. In that meeting, and we were talking strategy and going through some stuff at one point. He was like, hey, if you want to hire me for strategy, like, don't do that. Like, that's not what I'm about. I think I'm good at it. And he had launched into all of the team building stuff and the culture and what he creates. And I was like, it was just such a great moment because I think that so oftentimes f- people focus on the X's and O's, which he's very good at but he sees himself as a team builder, a roster builder, just a, a guy who, who is very good at bringing the entire group together. And that's certainly what we've seen from afar. And, you know, I'm really excited to, to work with him. You know, Carter and I have been really impressed with everything so far and um, look forward to a great relationship with him.
0: So there's going to be a couple themes that you really want to kind of listen to. And then that was one of the big ones is that, A lot of people just assume that, you know, Craig Council is a very good, you know, strategist, but they kind of don't give him a lot of credit for the culture that he builds in the clubhouse. And that was something that both Jed Carter and Craig all talked about at length is, is it's, you know, 162 games and what, 185 days. And, and I was one of those people, Dustin, I I would tell you for years, you know, I think Craig Council is the best manager in the national league. And I, I, I always just kind of felt that looking from afar, same with, with uh, you know, with Jed, you know, I would say to myself, God, why does this team always somehow find a way to win and to be competitive? And it's been that way ever since he, you know, he came to Milwaukee.
2: Oh, he's, listen, he, from afar, right, you're jealous of how good he is. And that's part of Uh, what my disdain was for this in the (laughs) beginning and looking at him and his smugness and everything else. But listen, I I've been, I've come around, I've been sold on him. So onward and upward and only hoping he can deliver as much as they have promised that he can deliver.
0: And and I love these little stories, I guess, because it kind of gives you a peek behind the window of of how all of this happened. And, and so Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is, this is what Carter Hawkins had to say about Craig.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of doubling down on jet's point, like, yes, the strategy aspect is important. And yes, we feel very comfortable that he understands that at a really high level. But a, a really interesting anecdote from you know this week. So we had some of those younger players in town are, you know, quote unquote prospects. We I say that with a grimace because like, we just don't know who's going to be really good. There's probably someone we didn't invite out here that's going to be an all star. Um, and we'll do everything to make sure that that happens. Um, But those prospects were in town and and Counts talked to them. And one of the players asked, hey, what do you expect from me my first day in the big leagues? And the answer typically is, well, I expect you to come in. I expect you to say hello to me in the manager's office prior to anybody you know, prior to you talking to anybody else and I expect you to go over to the veterans and say hello to them. And I expect you to get into the trainer's room before everyone else so that you don't take anyone else's time and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these X's and O's. And Counts thought about it for a second when the question was asked to him and said, I expect you to be nervous. And the players just realized like, okay, he cares about me. He cares about me as a person. He cares about me as a human. And I think That is a type of thing that allows a manager to be able to execute on the X's and O's with 100% of the player. And uh, that's something that clearly he was able to do really, really well in Milwaukee. And we're looking forward to having him do it here. Yeah, one of the
3: things he said, um, it was just so smart and people don't say it enough, is he's like the expectation when these young players come up is that they're going to struggle. And we have to have that expectation that... If you expect them to struggle, then you work through their struggles with them. The struggle doesn't become disappointment. Because I think that it's so unbelievably hard to transition to the big leagues now, harder than it ever has been. The gap between the minors and the majors is way bigger than it used to be. And so it was just a really astute observation that if you expect the, the, a struggle, you'll help them work through it, and you won't be disappointed. That's what you should expect then when they come in. And the other is is wonderful if it, if it happens.
0: Uh, here's the thing. I, I honestly believe now that, that when you, if you listen to the last podcast that we did and we had um, from baseball's perspective, he mentioned that he felt that the Cubs had the number two fa- farm system. Jeffrey was talking and he said, he felt that he had the Cubs had a number two farm system. So to have a manager that understands young players, I think is the other big theme that you're going to hear throughout some
2: of this. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah. Great point, Crowley. Great. That is going to be huge. And part of me, Dustin, is sitting back and saying to myself, I still think that they are going to get Cody Bellinger. But I think on other moves, I think that they don't want to block anybody for some of these young guys to come up. And they want Craig Council to be the one that really kind of works with these kids. Obviously, his whole coaching staff but, but just that idea of I expect you to be nervous and, and, and to be understanding as a coach, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times there is a lot of, I don't know, machismo or something in in baseball where, you know, you got to be the tough guy and, you know, everything and this and that. And it's OK. And I think that I think Craig Council is going to bring that to this team. Now, obviously, if you're hiring council, you had to fire Ross, which obviously was not easy for any of us. And
4: and so here's what Jed had to say about that. Hiring David Ross could not have been easy. And so the way it's been reported, you showed up there, he wasn't expecting you. I, I, I imagine that had to be one of the more difficult conversations you've had as an executive. What was that process like in retrospect? And is it right to wonder what you learned from the process or what you k- took away from that because it was so delicate in nature and important and significant to the Cubs?
3: Yeah, um. I guess I'd say this. I feel there's a, there's a part of me that's uncomfortable talking about this it. because it was someone's career that and someone that I've known since 2008. I mean, I know David when he was in in, in Boston. You know, so um, that part was really hard. Um, and I think I've said it a number of times I look at it like you know if a decision is unbelievably hard and I'm still willing to do it, it means I feel like it's the the right thing to do. And that's how I felt about this. That um, yeah, it made me sick to my stomach the, the idea of of flying to you know down there to. To talk to David, uh, it was uh, you know because I think he's a really good manager because I think he's a really good person, um, and I think it was without a doubt the most difficult conversation in my career as it would have to be. Um, but I felt like you know I have a responsibility to this organization to to make hard decisions. Um, I've made a bunch of them. I you know listen, I a lot of players that I got to know really well. I had to make really hard decisions on in, in 21 as well. So I think that's part of the job that you have to be. I want to be relatable. I want to be close to guys, but ultimately my responsibility is to the Cubs, to these people, to, to the rickets, And I have to, I have to always keep that in mind.
0: That that to me was pretty intense, man. Be, I mean, how yeah. uncomfortable yeah, it is. was. It is. You know?
2: yeah. Re- that's a good point. Really, it really intense, but it is. That's why these guys get paid this kind of dough because it is an incredibly difficult Job, it's it, it, you're you're building relationships, and eventually you have to end relationships. I mean, you know, they always say, you know, these types of jobs, right, Carly, You're you're hired to be fired, but somebody has to make that decision. And spending all the time that you do with that person, you definitely create a relationship with them. So it's not always
0: easy to pull the plug. I mean, you think about it. I mean, Jed was part of the guys that, you know, drafted Anthony Rizzo. They stuck with him through his cancer diagnosis. He got, he brought, he traded for Jed when he was a GM in San Diego. And then they brought him to the Cubs and watched him catch the final out. And it was Jed who had to ultimately trade him. And, and when you think about David Ross and all this stuff, like knowing him since 2008 with Boston, they had the history. And, and, and the thing of the, I think what Jed said, when he said the fact that If something bothers me that much, but I still do it, right? I know it has to be the right decision. And and I I really, really feel that this is the right decision. And I hate that it happened to David Ross, but like like Jed said, ultimately he, you know, it's to the organization that he his ultimate allegiance has to go to. And so absolutely I mean,
2: yes, it has to. I mean, that's who pays, that's who pays his salary, right? He's got to make all the best decisions for the Cubs organization, without a doubt.
0: So after Jed and Carter kind of have their say afterward, next after that was the compound with Ian uh, Happ, and that was pretty fun. But then comes Boog Shiambi out, and he's talking with Craig Council, and they have a relationship um, going back to when uh, Boog was um, announcing in Miami, and, yeah. and Craig Council was a Marlin. So it was cool because you got to see that you know, they had a good relationship, just like he did with David Ross, Boog did. um. But you know one of the things that he again right away wanted to talk about was was the idea of culture
1: yeah i mean I, I think we spend a lot of time you know after we lose a game <laughs> figuring out like what move did i did we make that caused us to lose the game right um and really and and that's that's important that we you know self evaluate but what's more important really is on a on a daily basis um you know how we treat each other. You know in the room, in the clubhouse, and because ultimately that leads to to performance by the players, and ultimately, the, ultimately, my job is um, to to put the players in the best position and to create a place for them where they can be their best their best selves. Um, and how we do that is just—it's really that's our culture, and that we determine that every day uh, by kind of how we behave with each other. Um, and you don't. You don't give a speech to make it happen. Um, you live it every single day. Uh, that, that's how this works. There, there's no, you know, they, they get to write a lot of books about coaches and leaders and things like that. Um, but it's about how you do it every single day that, that, that makes this thing tick and makes this thing go. And, um, you know, that's what you set out to do.
0: Now, I don't think that he, you know what I mean? Like 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 when I thought of David Ross, just kind of a gritty kind of baseball rat. You know what I mean? A guy that just lives, eats, sleeps baseball. And with Joe Madden, he was totally kind of, you know, and um, when you think about Dusty Baker and those guys, you kind of think about, you know, kind of like the avant-garde, thinking about other things other than baseball. Council's an interesting guy to me because every time he was asked a question, he's very like ref- like he thinks for a second before he answers it.
5: the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
0: And it's hard to kind of get off just these clips that we're playing, but like in in that middle of that conversation with Boog, he doesn't just have the answer right away. He takes a second to kind of think about it, and then he kind of goes on with his answer. He's just a, he's he's very different from any manager Cubs manager that I've ever seen before. Yep, and that's I think
2: what is another one of the selling points on the guy, right? That's another reason why uh, they were attracted to go out and hire this guy, bring him in.
0: Now, um, Boog was asking about getting acclimated because, you know, Craig gets hired, what was it, uh, November or early November, you know, and all the players are scattered all over the place. Cubs convention was really the first time where Craig got to meet a lot of the different players and coaches and all be together in one place. So this is how he felt about that. The
1: people's the best part because, like, my job says manager, and that means I'm managing people. Um, and so getting to meet the players f- – really for the first time, most of them this weekend, has been a great part. I got to spend a good couple days with our coaching staff. Um, We got some great work done to just uh, kind of move the ball forward on on spring training and on some season stuff. Um, So it makes me feel way more comfortable, for sure, Um, going into, like, I just heard, 33 days to the first spring training game, which starting to feel close, right? Yeah, start it does to feel close. Yeah, um, and and that's exciting. I Boy, mean, say that
2: again.
0: How many days? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, now we're down
0: to about twenty something, so
2: we're yeah, getting right, there.
1: Exactly, we're
2: getting there. We're getting there.
0: But the thing that's interesting about it is that uh, they brought in, they flew in a lot of the prospects in prior to Cubs convention. I don't know how much earlier, if it was Monday or Tuesday. But that's why none of those guys got snowed out or or Ah, any problems. Is that all of these guys were in here and they were doing some work, meeting with the coaches, all of that stuff, and so it was pretty cool that that a you know Craig got to work with his managers for really the first time. You know, not just one-on-one conversations, but as a group, but also to have an opportunity to meet the young players. When I you know when I got asked to go by my season ticket rep to the um, Imanaga press conference, that's at the Lowe's Hotel, which is next to uh, the Sheraton. And when I'm there, all of a sudden this big giant black bus pulls up. I don't know where it comes from. I, I don't know where they were prior, but out comes literally, Dustin, every single top 30 prospect. All of them were are coming off the bus. And I'm just sitting there like my eyes are like about the size of dinner plates. And I, you know, I'm sitting there and I got I said, okay, if I could get one picture with somebody, because I know how they are at the Lowe's. Lowe's is very like they're they're very strict there. They don't want the autograph hounds. They don't want anyone bothering the players that are there. I got one picture, and that was with Kevin Alcantara, who's just absolutely, like I said, looks like a superstar. And so I did get a picture, and of course they came running, and I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, you know, just kind of. It's always sometimes I think it's easier to play dumb, uh, and ask for forgiveness. I don't know, but but I, you know, I, I got a good picture with Kevin Alcantara. But this is what. Craig had to say about young players, and it really this answer really impressed me.
1: Probably you, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Ben Zelbrus about this, and and, um, not exactly about that, but we were talking about how how young players should be treated and how you talk to young players, and it and it's really interesting. And I think Ian Ian and Ben were just talking about that a little bit, actually. Um, I, I probably like learned more about. Trying to put myself in the shoes of a young player and, and really understand what that player is going through. In fact, I talked to some prospects yesterday, and, and when we think about it, like, you know, we all do this to these young men. Like, there's, there's 10 prospects here from the Cubs, and we, we glorify them immensely, right? And we tell them how great they are, and they're going to be the, the next superstar of the Cubs. And then they get here, and the major leagues is incredibly hard. And more often than not, they have a little failure to start this thing. Um, and then we're like, ah, oh, he's not going to be the guy. But that's, he is still going to be the guy. We, we have to help him be the guy still. That goes from me. That comes from you. Right? Um, And I think that's really important, and and that's going to be a really important part of, I think, this generation of Cubs baseball. There are some very, very talented young players coming, and you will start to see them this year. Not all of them will come here and be great the first day they're here, but all of our jobs... Right, is to support them and help them become that player because at some point these kids are so talented they will become those that generation that leads us to championships. I mean, his lips that...
2: to God's ears, Crawley. His lips to God's ears, right there.
0: I'm just going to say this is that like I was kind of frustrated because I'm in a lot of Cubs Facebook groups and all sorts of stuff like that. I'm on Twitter all the time at Crawley's Cubs, and I cannot tell you how many people have given up on Pete Crow Armstrong, Dustin he had 19 at-bats, 19 at-bats, okay? This is a tr- – Ryan Sandberg was one for his first 35. I mean, is it, we have gotten to the point, like he said, where we build these guys up. Think about Matt Mervis. Think about Matt Mervis. He had T-shirts made – they had T-shirts made for him. He was the next big thing, Matt Mervis, Matt Mervis. And then everyone complained when, you know, he didn't – he wasn't, you know, right away Pete Alonso. I mean, that that's not normal. It's not normal to just – walk into the major leagues and just take it over. That is extremely rare. And all I'm saying is, is, is for Cub fans to have a little bit of patience with these young guys, there's going to be bumps in the road. I can tell you that much. And, and I feel that there is a lot of talent here, but if we're all we're going to do is just sit there and rip them and tear them down. And I understand it. You know, some people get frustrated sometimes and that postseason collapse last year is bad, but, but give these kids a shot, let, let, let them. And I, I think that like, again, I think that is why we have Craig Council in Chicago is he is going, I feel that they believe that he is the guy that's going to be able to get the most out of the young guys where I feel like David Ross is more like, give me the grizzly vet guy. You know what I mean? Right. But I think they believe that if Craig
2: Council was managing the Cubs last year, they would have been in the tournament.
0: It could have been, could have been. I think that's what they
2: believe. I think that's what they believe. I think they believe he's worth that many more wins. 100%.
0: 100%. And and when you look here, Boog kind of brings up a couple of names that our, our listeners will recognize when they're talking about prospects and the fact that there isn't just a linear progress. It's not just going one direction. It's like a roller coaster with ups and downs for these young players. And this is what both Boog and uh, and Craig, they had a really interesting interplay on this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, that Derek's a great example. He he probably struck out 200 times as a rookie, um, and he walked. You know, I remember that he was frustrated and he was down, and, and, and you just the best thing that happened for him is that the, the manager, frankly, put him in the lineup the next day, and and because he he just and that faith and that confidence, and, and he eventually figured it out, and the the Cubs, the Cubs really got the benefit of that, and yeah, they, they got a, they got a great player. Um, but it, it, there's, there's countless examples of that. Um, you know, I mean, one of the, the great examples of that for Cubs fans is, is Greg Maddox. Um, you know, what Greg Maddox looked like. His, his, just think Greg Maddox, one of the best pitchers of all, of all time. Look at his first year in the major leagues. I don't think any you, if you look at that and you watched Cubs games and went to Cubs games that year,
5: I don't know if you would have predicted it. Yeah, the first season, he was a four-seam fastball guy with a curveball. And I still remember, I said, your first year, were you overmatched? And he said to me, no, I was over-scared. <laughs> Which is a pretty good line. That's a great line. I mean, that's just real, though. You know what I'm saying? That it was, it was, it was scary for him. And we got to remember that sometimes uh, that's going to take place. All right.
0: I'm going to tell you, Dustin, that if I had, like, a list of fly the W, you get to interview a guy. Greg Maddox would probably be in my top three because he has a lot of great quotes. He's obviously a smart guy, but but the first guy that he was bringing up was Craig Council's old teammate and and former Cub, Derek Lee, and and so just kind of this idea of oh they have to be this they have to be that and if they're not they're garbage. Derek Lee struggled. Okay, he he struggled when he started playing his very first year with the Marlins in 1998. In 1999, he had to split time. He's going back and forth on the shuttle between uh, Florida and their AAA affiliate, and I think we know what, what came of Derek Lee, but it wasn't overnight. He didn't come in dominating, and neither did Greg Maddox, arguably one of the greatest pitchers of all time, definitely the greatest I'd say that you and I got to see pitch, right, Dustin? Yeah, I mean, right, right up there. If not, I mean, right, right up there. But I mean, in 1986, he was two and four. How about 1987, Dustin? Six and fourteen. Yep. And then in Well, now there's where you would, there's
2: where the the people that would argue that wins and losses don't matter. But I think back then they did a little bit more.
0: I mean, you know, it, it's it's just the idea of you could of. This was a guy that, in
2: general, what didn't. Plus, well, he wasn't an over. He wasn't a guy that was, you know, wasn't a swing and miss guy, right? Mm-hmm. Not overpowering stuff. No real presence. You know, if you were, if you were doing a schoolyard pick, Greg Maddox, you know, kind of looks like, you know, a dumpy unathletic guy, right? <laughs> just being honest, right? Schoolyard right. pick. He's not getting picked right away.
0: No, no, I, I hear what you're saying, and and so I'm just looking at that, and I say to myself. You know, those are just two examples. And, and Greg Maddox wasn't outmatched. He was out scared is what he said. And, and yeah, great line. think, great think line. about that, man. Just, just absolutely unbelievable. And Dustin, the last kind of clip I want to play is, is about this idea that you and I have talked about, about some fresh eyes. And, and so, you know, we have a new farm director and, and, and obviously a new coach, so some fresh eyes to look at some of these young
1: players. That part's you, when you're in one place for a long time, you take that for granted a little bit. And so the new part is um, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's exciting, sometimes you need it. But the like with players, I think the best thing, uh, like the really the conversation in my head has been, like how much do I want to know about the players and how much do I just want to see for the first time when I get to Mesa and, and watch them play and not make any judgments um and and just just really see him with my own eyes and and not be biased about anything like i think one of my jobs always is to 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 not get to listen to everybody um but not get too swayed by any any one thing and and that's how you i think you make good decisions um is in a lot of information don't let any of those inputs kind of get too powerful and, and then you make really good decisions so like I can't wait to see Hayden Wisniewski throw a baseball. Um, I've always like been kind of in- been interested in him, um, and he's always excited me. Um, but I almost don't want to hear about last year because of that.
0: How about that one?
1: Right, he he's really to see hot well, to nice. trot about Hayden Wisniewski. He like that.
0: I mean, d- doesn't that make you wonder though what he saw there? Something it feels like he saw there, yep. and when he came Wanted up, to get, saw- he wants to get his hands on him, right? absolutely and in 2022 i mean we he was was nasty like we were so excited he had the immaculate inning uh he came in 3 and 2 218 era i mean he only started four games obviously it's small sample size but it just looked dominant and then you know he wins the job in in uh, spring training and then 2023 was a dud i would say he he won the job but he went 3 and 5 463 era went back and forth from the minors was not that dominant presence that we saw in 2022. But that's the thing is that Craig saw something and I want to know what he saw and what he's going to tinker with. And those are the kind of things right now, Dustin, that, that have me really excited to see what he's going to do. And when we get together later in the week, we get into Craig's in-game philosophies and, and that's really got me stoked. So I'm excited.